Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thank you for tuning in to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please subscribe to our weekly Boston Bruins Hockey Talk on listening platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify Podcasts. We'd certainly appreciate it if you give us show a five-star rating along with a written review. You can also subscribe to our official YouTube channel for a video version of our weekly program. If you'd like to support our show financially, please go to our blackandgoldhockey.com website and click on our affiliated Fanatics banner before shopping online. Another way to financially support our weekly program is to become a Patreon member to be eligible for weekly Boston hockey prizes and monthly Boston Bruins hand-signed jersey giveaways. Please go to patreon.com slash black and gold hockey podcast and donate just $1 per episode. Many thanks for the continued support and enjoy the show. What's up, Bruins fans? Welcome back to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. This is episode 296, and it's brought to you by betonline.ag. Please go to betonline.ag and use the code CLNS50. We'd certainly appreciate that. Um, it is the offseason, and it continues, and we're still here. Unbelievable. We can't cannot get away from you people, and you guys can't get away from us, and that's a good thing. But I will tell you right now that the first preseason game is 13 days away, seven hours and 54 minutes, while the first Bruins game of the 22-23 season is 31 days away. So I got the ticker going right here. Got all this fun stuff right there. So, uh, yeah, hockey's coming real quick. But joining me today is Kevin O'Keefe. Kevin, what's up, my friend? Not much, man. Just uh, I'm excited. The season's literally almost here. I mean, it feels like just yesterday they lost in game seven to Carolina. It's it's wild how quick it goes. Um, but yeah, I'm just really excited and I've had a pretty good week relaxing other than allergies kicking my ass a little bit. Um, it's that season's here. And of, and of course, I get hit by them yep. like 
ridiculously. I don't know about you, but uh, same here. We're going through a, a hacking these these times when you hack up some nasty shit, and yep. you know it's it is that time of year. But it's just it just that's just a warning to let us know that hockey season's right around the corner. <laughs> right, right. When I start hucking up some freaking loogies from my post nasal drip, I know hockey's here. As yeah. gross as that may sound to you viewers, I mean, I'm like, that's a gold color. <laughs> Bees, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But uh, anyway, before we get into the hockey talk, I, I do want to, uh, it is September 11th, and uh, I do want to have a little bit of a remembrance uh, for all of those who were lost on that horrific day. Uh, eight EMTs slash paramedics, 60 police officers, 343 firefighters, 2,997 civilians uh, were all be remembered on this day. 21 years ago so um this episode 296 is dedicated to all who were lost on september 11th and i'd like to uh, take this moment and uh and have a moment of silence all right thank you everybody for for doing that um and it was just what a what a terrible i can't even believe it's 21 years it just the time has gone by so fast and it's, it's never easy today for, for anybody. And, uh, and I, I continue to think and have positive thoughts about all those who continue to grieve, um, you know, for the almost 4,000 people that were lost on that day. So um, I feel like you never forget where you were too, when it happened. Yeah. Anyone who was of age to be able to actually have memory back to that day. Um, I mean, I know for myself, I remember I was sitting in my fifth grade classroom. It was my reading class with Mr. Sullivan, and he was a war vet. And out of nowhere, he just started bawling his eyes out and just started saying, telling us exactly what's happening. And I'll never forget it. It was uh, a very tragic day. And, you know, I... I, I'm saddened for anybody who was immediately affected by that day and lost somebody to it. Um, and I am thankful for those who were able to be there to help out and even save some lives, you know, yeah. and the heroes who risked their lives to save lives. It's um, it was a very tough day. So, yep. I, I, yeah, I was I was at I was working at a job. Um, I'm not going to mention the company, but we we I used to build um, commercial size dehumidifiers and um, for like pharmaceutical companies and so on because you need to take the moisture out of the air uh, and some of these processes that when they make like you know pills and so on. And um, I was on top of a unit putting some um, Unistrut on for some electrical work, and. Uh, and just you can hear people running up and down the aisles of the company just saying, you know, they're going to they're going to kill us all and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, what the hell is going on? And then we all had a meeting and so on. And then they told everybody what was actually happening. So, yeah, it was uh, it was not a very good day at all. But, um, um, you know, we continue to remember everyone that was lost and those that, that are continue to grieve. So it just sucks. I, I just say I hate this time of year every year since that happened in 2001 so 
but anyway, let's um let's brighten this uh, up a little bit and talk uh, about some uh, some Bruins stuff or some uh, some uh, topics that surround the Boston Bruins or the or the league in general. Um, I got my notes. Um, where are they? Oh, here they are. Um, so hey, this is something interesting, and and it might not be like a, a hot topic for everybody, but um, the there's a there's people that want to bring a rail system uh, that connects the Boston to Montreal. And it's a passenger rail in the works that could travel from Massachusetts, Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, and into Quebec. So it would go, I think what the, tr- the, uh, the path would be is it would go from Boston up to like Portland, Maine or New Brunswick where the North uh, down Easter actually ends and then turn westward. And then go into New Hampshire, into Vermont, and then up to Quebec. And I think that's a fantastic idea. I mean, if if there's a way, do you, Kevin? Let me ask you: Do you see? Do you still think there's a big big rivalry between Boston and Montreal? I think it is simmered, but there will always be that rivalry there. People will always get up for that type of game, and at some point, it's going to spark back up again. Because I I kind of think that they're gravitating to like the Toronto Boston that's the bigger rivalry now but yes. something like this idea and 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 believe it or not it, it's it will take 14 hours to get from Boston to Montreal which is you can drive it in six but right. I, I think it's a fantastic idea and, and it's a night train uh, so you'll get in Montreal in the morning and and you know complete you can have the whole day um but I think this is something that could really liven that rivalry up because of uh, how people can travel. You know, now now there's yep. a way of of easily getting down. You know, you got your drink cart, you got your meal cart, and so on. And, and obviously, you have sleeping quarters. I think it's a fantastic idea, and and I hope it it comes fast because I want to check it out because I want to go back to Montreal. Absolutely, St. Right. Catherine Street is one of the the best places for a guy like me who likes to you know have a little. Uh, a drink and, and, and some fun, you know? So. Right. Right. And, and I believe, yeah, it's a sleeper, it's a sleeper train. So I believe it leaves Boston at six and then arrives in Montreal at 8 AM. Yes. I believe that's the time frame there. And so basically, I mean, you're paying, you're paying for this trip, but it, like you said, it can take, you know, only like about six hours to, to drive straight through to Montreal, but if you take this train, I mean, you're only awake. Uh, say you do sleep, um, you're only really awake for what maybe the six hours of it, and the rest Absolutely. of the time you sleep. Yep. So you know, and it's like all the work's taken out. You don't have to drive there. You don't have to, you know, have the tiredness of driving six hours straight. You can ha- you can wake up rested and ready to get off the train and enjoy your day and you didn't lift a finger all you did was step on the damn train exactly so i think it's pretty cool i mean i myself uh would definitely want to try that out for sure i don't know how well i do sleeping on a train that's moving however fast it moves i've never had to sleep while you know well actually i mean i fall asleep in cars so actually i mean <laughs> so never mind forget forget i said that but you know it's um it, it would be a cool experience i've never had an experience like that so that would be really interesting i just gotta get my passport i i've yet to get my passport i have yep. never left the country yep. so i that would be a first for me um 
but I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm totally down for a trip like that. Uh, but the kind of, road trip. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That would be awesome. I, I wish it was during the day because I'd love to like go uh, see the scenery through Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, and, and, and leading mm-hmm. up to uh, Montreal, Quebec. So yeah, it's just something interesting that I wanted to talk about. You know, I mean, news is kind of sparse right now as we're getting into the, you know, as we're getting closer to the the hockey season. So I, I saw the article yesterday and I was like, you know what? I really want to talk about this because I think it will, you know, I, I know a lot of people don't like to don't like to drive and uh, particularly, you know, way up in Maine and so on. But if you if you are in Maine, Vermont or New Hampshire and you're up near this train where it might make a stop. You know, it's just beneficial for the team to, you know, that's just revenue, you know, because yep. you're getting people to come down to the games and so on. You're getting people to come to each city. You know, that's not never mind the, the Bruins games or anything like that. It's just, you know, that foot traffic, the additional foot traffic from people that are traveling. Uh, just uh, it, it's a benefit for the city of Boston and Montreal. So Agreed. I think it would be great. So I'm, I'm pumped and hopefully it happens real soon. Um, another one I wanted to talk about was a little bit of news. Uh, the TD Garden is holding their third annual Break in the Ice fundraiser to benefit the DCR Charitable Trust Fund. Uh, tickets are available at ticketmaster.com slash TD Garden slash break N the ice 22. That's slash break the letter N the ice 22. Um, and there's two sessions available on Saturday. This is next week, next Saturday, uh, September 17th. Uh, one session is at noon, 12 noon, and the other session is at 1 p.m. Uh, tickets for skaters are $30. And, and for spectators that sit in the stands and want to watch a loved one tool around uh, TD Garden rink uh, is $15. And you must bring your own skates if you are a skater. Uh, I did this a couple of years ago and it was awesome. I had, a, I had a blast and bucket list item checked off right there. Kevin, have you ever done anything like that? Yeah, I've played hockey games um, at the TD garden, um, which was great. Um, I've been to season ticket holder events where we were able to skate on the ice uh, with blades, the bear and all that. And so that was also a lot of fun. But one thing I can say is, um, you know, if you're going to go and you are a hockey player or a figure skater or someone who knows great ice, you're not going to be too happy with the Boston Bruins ice. I will tell you that I've skated on much better ice in my life. Uh, it, it's true that the Bruins ice really isn't that good. Yeah, it's really not, but it's still a wonderful experience to be able to skate over that logo at center ice and just look up. It, when you look up and you see all the stands and you see the the uh, the Tron up above you and everything like that, it, it's it's an unbelievable experience. It, it really makes you feel this is what the players see when they step out onto the ice to entertain us every single year in the TD Garden. And it's a lot of fun. So, yeah. you know, if you can make it out and it's something you're interested in, I'd definitely do it. Just make sure your skates skates are sharpened. Oh yeah, freshly sharpened because oh, that yeah. ice. I'm telling you, it is unforgiving. No free ads here at all, but definitely go to your uh, sports shop and get those uh, get those blades uh, sharpened up. Or if you have a Sparks machine, like I said, no free ads. Uh, do it up. <laughs> get the wheel going because you're gonna need it. And it's kind of interesting on how 
on how they do that. They get a bunch of people on there. Uh, they get the grooves going and then they put more water on to kind of like uh, it's a it's a serious bond. Uh, and it's really interesting how they do it. And I really I wanted to go this year and I wanted to interview one of the guys that do the ice, you know, and just to get an explanation on on audio and video about you know what what the process is because i think that's right. uh, some content that some you know bruins fans would really like to hear yeah absolutely because it, it has to lay out as perfect as they can possibly get it you know it, it's in the way they go about it i would love to know too hey uh, why don't we hear from uh athletic greens my man i think you're right i mean our newest partner athletic greens has just the product to improve your everyday life I started taking AG1 because I was sick of taking all those tasteless little pills every morning to get the results I wanted from my gut health and immune system. Now I've been on it for a couple months and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. So what exactly is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of those things. I personally use it in the morning to get my day started right. Just put it in my travel bottle and I'm ready to go. I have more energy to face the day and my gut health has never been better. My family and friends ask me what my secret is to my lifestyle improvement, and I always tell them AG1. Need even more reasons to try AG1? I got you. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It costs you less than $3 a day, so you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Kick it. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and is recommended by professional athletes. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Wow. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash BNG. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash BNG to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Absolutely. And we love Athletic Greens, and they are with us for a little while. Hopefully we can get another um contract going with them because they do a fan they have a fantastic product um i've tried it i want to get more regular on it um uh, but i know my courtney she uh can does it every day and she really enjoys it uh the if you can get past that green color it's actually not that bad at all it, it's true it, it, it is true once you do get past the color of it which i, I mean I used to like make shakes that were kind of in that color range of like kind of that greenish brownish. So I'm kind of used to it, except those shakes that I used to make tasted like crap. Yep. This tastes really good. It's you really do feel like you're not really, you know, drinking something that that is good for you. It it feels like you're like, oh, man, I'm just drinking something that's bad for me. No, it's really good for you. It's definitely helped me. 
And um, I think it can help a lot of people, especially if you have issues with your gut like I have had. I mean, it's really going to help you. Just cut out all that stuff that isn't helping you and add in something nutritional like AG1 and you're going to be good. Absolutely. And well done on the ad read again, my man. Oh, it's uh, fine. Yeah. Um, I'm getting back to some Bruins hockey talk. Uh, the Boston Bruins will be featured uh, 14 times nationally on ABC, ESPN, TNT, ESPN Plus, and Hulu for the upcoming 22-23 regular season. So that's good news. Um, the bees will be seen everywhere. Um I hopefully I know a lot of fans last year when when the whole streaming thing went to Hulu they were very confused on where to watch and so on. There's a lot of pandemonium online about uh, I need to watch my Boston Bruins hockey. Why is this? Why are these people doing this to me? But um, do your due diligence and uh, Google it as uh, as our friend Dom Tiano would say. And hopefully Dom's doing well. He's he's um, he's been on a scouting mission a lot lately in the Ontario hockey league, but we, uh, we haven't been with him for two weeks, but hopefully we'll get him back on next week as we gear up for the uh, Boston Bruins regular season. But uh, good to have a lot of Boston Bruins on multiple uh, um, assets when you, when you're talking about television and how to view. So what are your thoughts on all that goodness? I'm excited. Anytime I can watch a game that's nationally broadcasted to the world and my team gets a, a chance to shine in front of all those who feel like watching it. I mean, well, I shouldn't say the world, but <laughs> the United States, um, I, I get excited for it. I mean, I feel it, it gives me that playoff feel too. When one of those games happen, because typically you got Jack Edwards and, and, you know, I, I, lo- I love you, Jack sometimes, but I mean, I always am excited to get up for a game that's nationally televised and you got the winter classic. So, yes, yes. Um, I was at the first winter classic at, at Fenway and it was, it was a blast, but it wasn't, it wasn't what I expected. I, I got, we bought seats that were uh, behind home plate and, and we, I was like the pretty much the first one online. I'm just, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but um, I was like, I got to get these tickets. I got to get these tickets. So we got like, I think 12 rows from home plate right behind. And I was all excited and going in there, I was pumped and blah, blah, blah. Went to the Boston beer works, got absolutely loaded there and then went into the game. And I was thoroughly disappointed because the lower you go at Fenway, it starts to level out. Yep. And all we could see were the players like upper chests in the helmets Awful. and that was it i was like oh no so we had we had to spend uh the whole day like watching the game from the uh the big screen out in oh, center field yeah. at but least you, you know were what? there for the experience exactly exactly you were there for the experience and and that's what a lot of fans are doing you know hey I, it's a bucket list item i checked off as well so um a lot of fun but it, it it's good it's good revenue for the league it's good revenue for the city I mean, I, I'm sure that the city's going to rack up a couple million dollars in, in, uh, in all the you know foot traffic that that's going to cause in, in for the local oh, yeah. shops, bars, and restaurants. So yeah, I'm pumped for that too. I wish I had the money to go to the game, but I'm I'm just going to watch from home, uh, just be safer. I believe I'll be going this year. My first oh, one. Nice. Yeah, I nice. believe this year will be my first. Uh, we'll see. 
depends on ticket costs and how that all works out, of course. But um, I believe I'll be going and I'm excited. I mean, I, I just went to a concert at Fenway. That was a lot of fun. Two different things, a hockey game and a concert, of course. But um, I'd like to experience a uh, sporting event other than baseball at dear old Fenway Park. So it, it should be exciting. I'm just going to make sure I take your unintentional advice here and do not get seats at ground level <laughs> yeah go up go up in the grandstands go up go up high as much as you can i mean if you if you can if you're if your painting company is racking in the bucks man i would get the green monster seats but those are probably real expensive i haven't even seen the prices on those yet I can only imagine how much those would be. And I have no interest. <laughs> I have no Absolutely. interest in how much those may cost. Absolutely. But, um, you know, maybe like, um, you know, the uh, field boxes that are a little bit more raised. Uh, that's where I sat for the concert I recently went to. And that was really good viewing. So nice. I think that'd be perfect viewing for a hockey game. There you go. And uh, from uh, past um, episodes of the Short Shift Pod with uh, our boy Thomas Nystrom, uh, those guys, uh, I believe, are getting together at that game as well. Uh, yep. So it, you might be able to bump into them. Oh, I'll bump. I will bump. <laughs> Thomas is a good dude. So, yeah, he is. All right. Um, let's get back uh, to another uh, topic. Um, and this one's interesting, real quick, before we get to the BOL ad read. Um, current NHL player and sports agent. He's not a player, but he's a player agent. Uh, Alan Walsh provided some clarity on how much the NHL salary cap will be go up in the near future. And um, this was a tweet that I wanted to bring this up a while ago, but I totally forgot. Um, but I don't remember wh when he did this, but he says um, in multiple tweets, he says, with so many NHL teams at uh, that are over the ca cap, and NHL revenues recovering from the pandemic quicker than expected and breaking records. Why doesn't the NHL propose smoothing out the escrow debt repayment over the remaining years of the uh, CBA? He later goes on to says, um, as it stands right now, the upper limit will rise only 1 million for each of the next two years. And then this is the killer that got me and then jump over 8 million in 2025, 26. If you smooth out the escrow debt, it would allow the cap to rise 3.5 million each year in the next three years. And then he finishes up with NHL clubs will increase cap space to sign their group twos and won't be jammed for the next two seasons left with no alternative, but giving away good players for no assets win-win for everybody. 8 million. That is, that is huge. I wish we had that 8 million now. Cause I think <laughs> if we had the 8 million uh, on when free agency started, I think that that's the type of, those are the type of funds we could have to really put together a Stanley cup team this season i don't believe that this is the on paper i don't believe this is a stanley cup team at all um i i, I hope it's a playoff team but i really i i think your stanley cup building club will probably be next season maybe the season after that yeah i mean i can totally see that i mean and, and technically 10 million because you got to remember the two the two million that's over right the next two years my so. name is very math at at, 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 at its best <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, 
it, with the way I look at that, I mean, you sign Pasenak to 9.5. Let's say, let's say you sign him to 9.5 over eight. Um, you know, now that 10 million that supposedly the league will have for all teams, um, there's your Pasenak contract and you now can spend what would have been there, you know, and it's, it's great. I mean, especially for a team like the Boston Bruins, who I wouldn't say they're in a bad situation at all. I think they are managing things very well. And a lot of that is due to Evan Gold and how well he's able to maneuver the cap. But give this team a buffer like that of another $10 million to spend. I mean, they, they can definitely do a lot. Um, and then you have teams like Tampa Bay, who are currently a sit, sitting, I think, $7 million over who could really use that right now, but so, they're not going to get it. You know, Kucherov's going to be uh, injured the first day of the season. <laughs> right. Yeah. LTIR that shit. And then they're going to be all set. Stamkos is going to break his other leg off a post or something. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I don't want that to happen. Obviously that was, but, that was a horrific thing to see. I was, it oh was, my. and that was, was during a Bruins game. Wasn't it? It was. Yep. Oh, yeah. It was at, it was at the TD garden. Oh, that's crazy. I'm pretty sure it was at the TD Garden. I'm 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 actually 99.5% positive. Yeah. Yeah, but definitely. Yeah, that was wild. More money is is I mean, the the league's just getting better. Things are are working out as Alan Wall said in his tweets. I mean, it's it's just good things moving forward, you know. Um I just really hope that not, not this doesn't happen again and the kind of cripple the league and and especially cripple the American Hockey League because Believe it or not, those that that league down there took the beating of everything because they're they're derived on 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 asses in the seats. And when you when you close places down and you have the CDC doing this and that, and you know uh, you you're not making any money. So I mean, that was I honestly believe if they did not have a season last year, the American Hockey League would have folded. Yep, that, that's a hard reality, you know. Yep. And, and within the next two years, it's going to help the Bruins tremendously because, I mean, they're going to have players coming up. Um, I foresee guys like Mason Lorai being here by the time that money comes. Not saying that that's the reason why we need the money, but eventually you're going to have to pay that kid eventually down the road. Yep. Uh, guys like Zaboral, I think he's going to break out. I think you're going to have to pay him something similar to a Carlo type deal at some point. Um, like and then it. you have guys like Jack Ashan who could break out and possibly be that next, not Tory Krug, because I think Jack Ashan won't be as good as far as offensively, but I think he'll be better defensively. So you're going to have a nice player there. That's better than Grizzly, not as good as Krug, but in a really nice sweet spot. Um, I, you know, so you can, you can pay him and then you have to, you're not going to be able to pay your two top line centers uh, a combined $3 million forever. So you're going to need some top top tier centers there. Yep. I mean, this money will be coming at the perfect time because I do believe that Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci after the season, barring no crazy injuries or anything like that, will probably want to come back and play another season and chase, chase another cup. So um, this seems to be coming at the perfect time, the yep. perfect time for this team. And now is the perfect time to talk about our title show sponsor, betonline.ag football is back and betonline.ag is your number one source for all your football betting needs and sports info this season 
Find all the latest football odds, news, and game matchups, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline.ag is your continued source for all your wagering information, including live betting, free contests, and live scores. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, including uh, Major League Baseball, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 100%. That went up from 50 last week. Make sure you use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. That's CLNS50. BetOnline.ag. It's where the game starts. And we always love those guys at BetOnline.ag. Big fans of those folks over there. And and um, talking about hockey and, and betting, um, uh, you can go to BetOnline.ag, use that code CLNS50, and even get into the action before the season starts with some futures. Um, this The Stanley Cup odds are already out. Uh, this is conference odds, and there's also division uh, odds uh, on futures that you can bet on. Uh, and right now at, at betonline.ag, uh, the Boston Bruins are a plus 2,800 to win the Stanley Cup. So if you drop $100, a hondo, I call it, that's $2,800 at the end of the season if the Bruins win the Stanley Cup. A nice payday, in my opinion. Beautiful. Absolutely. Appreciate betonline.ag as always. And, uh, yeah. All right, my my man, where do we go from here, sir? Well, the I'm assuming training camp is going to be started. We talked about this before we started rolling because I, we haven't – neither one of us have seen an official date on training camp. But we do know that the first preseason game will be the 24th. So not this week coming up, but the week following should be – when training camp does start, that should be a full week and then going into the preseason. So I think there's no time better than right now to start previewing certain aspects of uh, the group. Uh, this week, we can either do defense and goaltending or we can do forwards and leave the latter for next week. Um, whichever way you want to spell it, I think that'd be something good to talk about right now. Yeah. Um if, if I'm a guessing man and, and the Bruins are always a little slow on, on, on getting things out. Um, but I would have to say that training camp would probably start on Monday, the 19th. And then possibly, I mean, cause captain's practices are this week. So I'm thinking it's going to be September 12, 13, 14, 15 and 16. So those are going to be captain's practices. And then they'll transition right into uh training camp starting the week after leading up to that game on the 24th against the Philadelphia Flyers on the road. Uh, yeah. So why don't we start with goaltending? You know, uh, I really think that this is a, a solid tandem. And I think we've, we've probably said this many, many times about sticking it to the one a and one B. Um, I'm really not a fan of giving, Jeremy Swayman, the full starting role right now. I know a lot of fans love him. They think he's great. He's going to be great. I, I, he's going to be an NHL star, I believe. But he's for me, he's just still a little too green. And I think that uh, Linus Allmark, now that he's got a full offseason, um, you know, he's got a full year already involved in the organization. 
I think that he's just going to be that much better uh, going into 22-23. So I'm not worried about the goaltending at all. And I wasn't worried about the goaltending last year. It was everything in front of, of the crease that was a little uh, sketchy in my opinion. But I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll with this tandem. I think that if they work well together again, they could possibly be top 10 tandem in the league. Uh, I'm talking maybe even a Jennings, some Jennings uh, trophy consideration, or maybe even in the top five, like, like uh, Tukarask and, and um, oh, who, who else? Yaroslav Halak. Yes. Yaroslav Halak. Yeah, thank you, my man. Um, you know, they did uh, not too long ago. So, like I said, I think goalie Bob and, and Mike Dunham are going to really work with these two a lot. Obviously, Mike Dunham is going to be filtering down to the uh, the prospects around the world as well, but still be around for that advice that's needed. And uh, I, I'm really I'm really happy with the the way the goaltending is going right now. I know a lot of fans, they want to they, they look at that salary cap number and they see that we're 2.2 over and we have to be cap compliant by by uh, October 14th or whatever it is. And they, they immediately go to all mocks five million. It's like, why don't we shed five million off of the cap by getting rid of this guy? And I honestly think that it's a kind of a slap in the face to, and I know it's business. I totally get the business aspect of, of, of this organization and, and the other 31 teams in the NHL. But how would you feel if somebody came up to you and said, Hey, you know, we want to get rid of you. Would you waive your trade? No trade clause. You know, I just, I don't see that happening. I mean, if it came down to later on in um, his career in Boston, that's all Mark I'm talking about. Maybe you have that conversation like, hey, the kid's ready. You are still really good and probably want to be a starter as well. How about if we move you and facilitate that for you? You know, but until then, I don't see the I don't see the, the Bruins doing that. And and so many people have said it happens all the time. You know, yeah, um, it happens, but I don't think it's as frequent as as everybody thinks it does. So, just no, my thought. Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you said. I think right now, Jeremy Swayman is in that 2010-2011 season that the Boston Bruins were in with Tuka Rask. I feel like that is where he currently is as far as developing his game. I understand at that time, Tuka Rask had a little bit. Um, he didn't play as much, and his record, I believe, was only like 11 and 14 or something like that. But this, the, the talent was there for Tuka. He just had some things he had to work out. Now, for Jeremy Swayman, the talent is there. He just has a couple of things he's got to work out. I think his record is going to be much better than 11, 11 and 14, and I think he's going to, um, you know – have way more starts than that. Of course, I think he'll have a good season, a nice step into the, into the next uh, direction there, but I don't foresee him being able to be that true number one starter this year. Um, and it will happen eventually. It definitely will. You can see in his attitude, the way he shows up, the way he works his ass off. Um, the talents there, the mental is there. He's going to get it all together. And it just takes time for, for goaltenders for the most part. I mean, Andre Vasilevsky, I mean, he didn't come into the league at 22, 23 years old. It was a star. You know, it, it takes time. So you got to allow that to happen. And Allmark is the perfect guy for that. Um, when you look at Allmark's season last, last year, you got to remember, 
he came here having to, you know, learn a whole new system, learn, you know, new defensemen and players in front of him. He had to learn a new city, figure out where he was grocery shopping, where he was taking his afternoon walks, you know, where, where he was going to be going to eat, you know, all these things, you know, kids going to school. There was so much on his plate in the beginning of the season leading into that, you know, December area where he finally just, boom, everything clicked and he just turned it on. And he was a very good goaltender for this team from December on. He was lights out. Fantastic. Now you're getting into a year where he is used to it. He's here. He's going to be able to flourish right out the gate. So you're going to have yourself a really good goaltending uh, goal tandem here. And like Mark said, it's going to be a 1A, 1B. They're going to split it most likely 50-50. You know, maybe one player gets one or two games more than the other. That could happen. But it's it's going to be a good year for goaltending. It might seem a little bit streaky to start, but that's because your defense is not going to be what your defense could be with both Grizzlick and McAvoy out. Um, so, and, and I'm not saying that verbatim like that 100% is going to be the, the, the thing there for all we know, uh, Swayman and Ulmar could come out and post back to back to back to back to back shutouts to start the year. We have no idea. Um, um but it, it's going to be okay. Goaltending wise. And you don't trade all Mark. You know, the reason why his contract is the way it is, um, is so if Swayman is ready to take over that role completely by himself and you can bring in a backup that would be cheaper and still be effective to what you're trying to do, that's when you can do that because he have a 15 and a 16 team, no trade list in the final, in the final two years of his contract. Yeah. And what a bargain you have right now as a Boston Bruins organization, having two goaltenders under 6 million. I mean, that's, yep. to me, that's, that's fantastic value right there, regardless of what the many say when you're, when you're trying to be cap compliant before October. And I know that I know that's a sticking point for a lot of people. A lot of folks mm-hmm. don't like Allmark, and you know, it's just, it. yeah, I don't either. I don't either. I, don't I mean, it. he's a good goaltender. I know, and I constantly tell folks on Twitter and the Facebook and all the social media outlets that that battle with me uh, on the regular is, you know, it, the hard fact is that Allmark was one of the best free agent uh, goaltenders out there, and the market was thin back then. It really was. So uh, I, I just think that. You, you need somebody like him, like you said, Kevin. You need somebody like Allmark or or a veteran that's 28, 29 years old to kind of work with Jeremy, you know, to be that mentor and so on. Uh, the guy's been around the league for a couple of years, and, and Swayman's, you know, he's been around too, but more or less green, still in his entry-level contract, which is in the, the last year of it. And we could talk about um, what he might garner for uh an increase after the next season so i mean mm-hmm. um but I, i'm happy with the with the way things are but why don't we why don't we talk about that um so last year of his entry level contract swayman what do you feel do you feel we should go long term with him or should we like 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 crawl before we run and like give him more like a three or four year type of bridge. I don't know four years aren't bridge deals, but you know, a two or three year bridge, see what we have. And if he's explosive, then go for the full eight after that. I mean, what are your thoughts? My thoughts currently where we are today without seeing how he does this season with preseason and training camp and all that. 
I'm in the three year bracket bridge deal type of type of type of way here. Now let's say he blows our minds and he comes out this season and he proves that he is a number one starting goaltender in this league. He's up there with the best, you know, he finishes up there with Shesterkin and Vasilevsky and Hellebuck and Markstrom and Ottinger, who's another great young goaltender. Yep. Um, you know, if he's finishing up there, then yeah, you got to lock him down. You can't even risk, um, you know, losing this kid. I mean, even if it's like a six year deal, let's say a six year deal, similar to something like Pasternak did, um, you know, do a six year deal at, you know, maybe four, you know, five, somewhere in there, probably five. It'd probably have to be about five. Um, and then you can look to trade all Mark and get um, a cheaper backup to bring in and do more of like a 60, 40 type type deal. Um, or, or even a, a 70, 30, if, if Swayman's ready for that, but I don't foresee that happening. So I am all for the bridge deal three years at, let's say three, but you know, three mil around that area between three and four. I think that'd be a good sweet spot for him to continue to grow. And, um, you know, and one more thing too, about the whole Almark and Swayman thing, you want to trade Almark, but you got to remember the situation you have, these two feed off each other. They make each other better every single day. They love each other. You don't hug somebody like that after a game if you don't love that damn person. Exactly. You take you take Almark away from Swayman right now. What does that do to him? And I'm not saying he's mentally weak to where he would just you know turtle and go into fetal position, but what does that do to his mentality when he's gearing up thinking, awesome, I got another season where I get to learn from this goaltender who's been here and we're really good friends and we have a chance to grow together. I mean, why would you want to take that away from him when there's other areas on this roster you can trim fat on? I mean, you, the left side of the defense is just extremely, you know, overloaded. You can get rid of a player there to relieve some cap. Felino, if you can try to find a way to get rid of him, you can get rid of Cap there. You know, Nosek, uh, Smith, you know, these types of players. You can yep. you can shed salary. Um, so it, the goaltending is off limits. But, yeah, what are your thoughts on Jeremy Swayman? I, I'm, I'm more in line with the, uh, like, a three-year bridge. And and I, I want to use that Jake Ottinger um, kind of comparable when it comes to money. I think that uh, the last report that I heard – was that he was, um, I think it was the 3.5 million range, 4 million range. Yep. Which that's, I mean, to me, that's a good comparable when it comes down to money. I'm just, I'm not ready to like throw multi-years, like an eight-year deal. You know, uh, no. I just, I think that's too early for that. I Unless think, he wins the Vesna this year? No. Right. But I, I still think Jeremy Swayman has a ton of uh, upside. And I think he's gonna he's gonna be a really good goaltender, but I just don't want to like invest a, a full eight year term into him yet. He's got to prove it. I mean, win the big games, like like win a playoff series, and that's the type of uh, stuff that really goes hard on the negotiating table. And I yep. think that I think the three year deal would be perfect. That three and a half, four million, just you know throwing numbers out there. I agree. I agree. But, you know, you definitely want to have somebody like that in the fold because and you don't want to trade a, a goaltender like Olmark because you really have to look at your goaltending depth, including your prospects and in Providence. And it's not looking good. 
Um, you have Keith Kincaid, who's who has played NHL games and is good, probably going to be a fantastic mentor to um, Kyle Kaiser. You have Brandon Bussey. Um, he's, you know, probably going to Maine, I'm guessing, because I know they're not going to want to. Uh, Ryan Mujanel is not going to want to roll a three-headed monster down in the A. Um, and then, you know, you get Philip Spedebeck, who's coming into uh, Providence College this year, first year in the NCAA, coming from the USHL, Dubuque Fighting Saints. And then you got Reed Dick, who I'm, I'm really high on. Um, he, he was, he's was he been playing preseason games um, like Dom Tiano. Oh, we all asked him if he's going to be at the Prospect Challenge when we interviewed him a couple episodes ago. And he said he's going to be there and he's looking forward to that. So uh, yeah. I think I think. I think Reed's going to be a real good goaltender in this organization and possibly be around for when, you know, uh, Allmark is, is, is phased out and he, and, and Reed comes in and possibly beats the backup for, for, um, for Swayman. So, I mean, yeah, the goaltending is good when I'm talking about it, but it's, it's really thin when you, when you think about it. Um, and I don't think uh, a goaltender like Keith Kincaid is ready for, I don't know. I, I like I like Keith and everything, and he's a real funny guy on Twitter. Um, but I'm not sure if he's the guy I want to rely on to even have a backup role. I would r- much rather see him in Provin- in the American Hockey League because I saw him plenty of times when he was playing for the Hartford Wolfpack, and he was really good. He was really good. Uh, one of the uh, better players for Hartford when they played Providence. So should be interesting to see what happens. But, yeah, I mean, there's, it, there's, there's nobody behind you that's going to be ready to go when – when um if all mark is is uh released so mark is it just me or does reed dick just give you that 70s 80s feel when you hear that name yeah reed it does dick, it, it just does. makes you feel like the old time boston bruins back i mean i wasn't alive in the 70s or 80s uh, i mean i was born in the 90s but I mean, it just you just think of that name. It just yeah. you automatically think, oh, he must have played in like the seventies, absolutely, or like the eighties. So his name just feels like a name that Boston Bruins fans will be talking about in 2040, 2050, yeah. Yeah. 2060. You'll just be hearing, oh, remember that guy Reed Dick, <laughs> that amazing Boston Bruins goaltender who won a cup, yeah. Reed dick i just it it has that feel for me like that that legendary boston bruins player you know and, and luckily for him he's got the skills to back it up so yeah. hopefully uh hopefully he'll uh because it, it was great talking with him he's a great young kid i think yep. he's going to uh i i really think he's definitely going to be able to have a good career here in boston and i wrote i wrote an article about reed uh yesterday and published it on blackandgoldhockey.com and uh, just uh, explaining about what the what good points that people were saying in the scouting staff of the Boston Bruins, um, you know, him not having good numbers. I mean, he was not a very good goaltender when you look at these stats and so on because he was a backup. Now that Isaac Poulter signed uh, an AHL-only contract with the Utica Comets, that opens up a door for Reed to go right in and, like, pretty much secure that starting role for, the, for, uh, for this season for Swift Current. And uh, and possibly next season, which is just good, good development steps for um, a player like Dick. And I'm I, I'm really excited. I, I'm going to order my CHL live package, um, my streaming package, and I'm going to watch a ton of OHL games because, you know, you got 
you got um uh i can't remember ryan mast you got um uh i can't remember that uh edwards yep. jackson edward um you got brett harrison uh who's the second round pick that we interviewed matthew poitra yes matthew poitra um so there's there's a lot of action that's going on currently right now they, these guys are all playing preseason games and uh if i'm not mistaken uh they're the chl kicks off their season uh within days i think it's this week or even uh, a little into next week so looking forward to it to, to yeah. watching those uh, all these prospects and when you mention those numbers, you know, when you talk about Reed Dick and the numbers he had and how it doesn't jump out as a good goaltender, I want to give a little example. Now, I'm not tooting my own horn here. This isn't what this is about, but it's a good example. Um, in high school, to, you know, stay fresh for other sports, I played soccer, and I was a goaltender. I was a keeper in soccer. Now, same here. to start, I was, a, um, I was on JV to start. When I came in, ninth grade, 10th grade, uh, those areas, our JV team was not good whatsoever. Defense was bad. Forwards were even worse. It was really bad, you know, even, even the midfield, bad. So, you know, I was getting a lot of shots on me, a lot of shots, more shots than any soccer goaltender probably has had on them ever. <laughs> like oh, yeah. it was ridiculous. And I was letting in about five, six, seven goals a game. But at the end of every single game, the opposing coach would come up to me and say, you are the best goaltender we have seen in this, you know, in, in this so far this season, you are incredible. Like, yep. cause I would be making crazy saves, unbelievable saves. You know, I knew my positioning. I was really, I was, I was good. I was good. And I'm not tooting my own horn. This is not something like that. It's just to show you Reed Dick is a, he's a fantastic goaltender. He's got good fundamentals. He's got a good head on his shoulders, Yep. but he was not in a good situation with yep. that team. Right. And when you're in a situation like that, especially as a goaltender, all of those stats, that's all going to bleed back on you. And Absolutely. that was the sucky part, you know, but you know, thankfully he's had plenty of people in his life, kind of like how I did come up to me and say, Hey, I mean, I don't care about that final score. You are damn good. You yep. are damn good. And then once I finally got into varsity and I had a good squad in front of me, I was getting shutouts, letting in one goal a game. I was, you know, I was doing really well and it's because it's a team effort and you can't just expect a goaltender to absolutely save your bacon every single minute of every single game. Yep. You can't expect it. It's a, it's a team game and you're only as good as what's in front of you. And you're only as good as what's behind you. Absolutely. My, um, when I was in high school, my goaltending coach, um, he met, said, uh, what do you do during the summer? And I was like, I'm a, I like baseball. I don't like baseball now. I can't stand watching it. And yep. I, I, I'm a, I, I'm just, 24 7 hockey fully tapped in the veins but back then when i was a kid um baseball was important to keep me busy during the uh, during the summer but my goaltending coach said you know i i would highly recommend that you stop playing baseball and play soccer he's like yeah. go go in goal and that way you can learn your angles throughout the summer and go right into the fall hockey training and so on with that mentality of you know, it, it, it's a it's a big difference between goals, but the fundamentals of cutting of cutting your angles down and positionally being sound are still one and one. So yep. it, it, it is important. And, um, you know, I learned a lot from from 
you know, playing soccer goal and so on. It was awesome yep. to like be able to use your hands and so on and, and pick the ball up and just like rifle it like football oh, punt yeah. it right down the field. It was oh, amazing. Yeah. I can punt. I can still punt the ball. Yeah. Pretty damn good. Pretty damn far. I mean, goaltending, soccer goaltending was a lot of fun. And it really does teach you a lot, like you said, angles and depth. Yep. Because in both in both soccer and hockey, you have depth in the crease and you have depth in the box. Yep. You know, you have to be able to – you can't be too far up to where someone could sail the ball over your head and it just drops into the net. You can't be too far up in the crease where someone can just go around you and pocket the puck right behind you and you're on your back. You know, you need to be able to have that understanding of awareness of where you're supposed to be and when you're supposed to be there and have yourself in a favorable position to where you can make every save possible other than the perfect damn shot. Absolutely. Because there are those perfect damn shots. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Why don't we hear from... uh... Bruce Sullivan from Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia. He's got some amazing stuff to spice up that fan cave. Uh, more black and gold is needed. I see it everywhere. I know this creeps out, Kevin, every time. But I'm looking. I'm seeing everybody, and the, you need to spice up that fan cave. So I got to run uh, and close my blinds. <laughs> uh, please listen to Bruce and uh, write down his information and get in touch with him because he's got some amazing stuff uh, from the Bruins, the Red Sox, the Celtics, and the Patriots. Uh, all fully authenticated and real stuff. This guy doesn't screw around. Uh, but, yeah, let's listen to Bruce, and we'll talk on the other side. Hello, Bruins fans. This is Bruce from Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia with our Black and Gold Memorabilia Moment of the Week. On August 21st, we hosted a signing with 1980 Olympic hockey gold medalist Ken Morrow. Take home a Moro JSA photo or puck starting at just $39, or a Moro JSA jersey with inscription for just $99. Please join us this Monday, September 5th, at the Cardboard Promotions Show at the Dedham Holiday Inn from 8.30 to 2.30. Later this September, we are hosting the return of 1980 Olympic hockey gold medalist and former Bruin Dave Silk. We are accepting send-ins, $29 for flats and pucks, $39 for premium items. Or pre-order pucks starting at just $39, or JSA jerseys for just $99. In October, we welcome back Bruins legend Andy Moog. To learn more about our dozens of hand-signed pieces and your chance to win free memorabilia each week, check us out at our Facebook page, Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia. Or email us directly at bostonsportsandmusic at gmail.com. And be sure to tune in each week right here to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Let's go! All right, Beast fans, we're back. You just heard from the amazing Bruce Sullivan from Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia. Check him out, and hopefully you wrote down his uh, email address to get in touch with him to find out what he has for inventory because he does have some fantastic stuff. And like I said before, it's all real. He, the guy doesn't screw around. Fully authenticated, hand-signed, right in front of him, videos and pictures taken. You can't get any more real than that. But uh, we are back talking Boston Bruins. Let's wrap up on the goaltending talk. I know, Kevin, you wanted to bring something up before we head out of here for another week. What do you got, my man? 
Yeah, let's put a bow on our preview for the goaltending and let's go with a little bit of, of um, predictions on the goaltending and where we see it falling um, as far as maybe, um, you know, maybe record stats, whatever you feel like putting out there. It's, it's the last minute, so we didn't really have time to kind of think about it, but I guess I'll start. Um, I, I foresee um, – I'll start with Jeremy Swayman. I see him, you know – being able to, I think he's going to get 41 starts. I think it's going to be an even split. So of those 41 starts, I could totally see him going like 30 and 11. Um, I could totally see that with um, a fantastic save percentage in the uh, 0.93s, the 0.930s, somewhere in that range. I think he's going to have a good year. Um, Goals against, I think, will be right around two. Um, if not a little bit sub, maybe like 1.98, 1.99, um, just because of the start of the year and where they're started, what they're starting with def- uh, defense-wise. But I think this team has a really good chance at um, being solid defensively and solid in goaltending. Um, I think he'll. I think he's. There's a possibility he'll get around four, four to five shutouts this season for uh, Jeremy Swayman. Uh, Almark, I I see him, you know, with his 41 starts, I see him winning somewhere in the 28 range, uh, in the 20, you know, somewhere in the 25 to 30 range, not hitting 30, staying below it. So 25, 29, somewhere in that range, losing maybe, you know, like somewhere between 12 and 16 or something like that. Um, I think he'll have a good season. He'll be like maybe in that, like, 0.920 0.920 range, uh, say percentage wise, possibly have a, um, a goals against um, maybe like 2.2 around that area. Um, probably get a, a shutout or two, but I think um, both goaltenders are going to be very good for this team and uh, they're both going to have great seasons. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at with the goaltending. Those are solid numbers. Absolutely. For Swayman. Um, and, and and not out of the realm of happening, um, but but I I'm more I could see Swayman going uh, 225, uh, possibly going uh, yeah I, I could see him doing 30 and like you know 11 that's those aren't bad, but if you look at Allmark I could see Allmark being a little higher in the goals against average at 2.50, uh, possibly um, a 9.25 save percentage. Well, I think uh, Swayman could possibly garner. A uh, a nine a nine thirty. That's that's pretty reasonable, but it's all going to be indicative on how these goaltenders do with the uh, the roster in front of them. Uh, particularly, it's going to be a challenge uh, the upcoming to start the year uh, with with McAvoy being out, Grizzlick being out, Marshan being out, uh, Riley. Um, is he going to be healthy enough to go at the uh, at the start of the year? Who knows. I'm hearing he's uh, he's progressing pretty well, so he could he could start the year right off the bat. But um, yeah, I I think we're gonna have a really good tandem. And like I said earlier, I I think that if they work hard together and and you know just do what they did last year, I think that they could possibly just work their way up to like some you know a Jennings Trophy um, you know mention. Uh, being in the top three in the league uh, for a tandem is not that bad. I'm not sure about Vizina or Vesna or however you want to say it. I always say it wrong. Vizina. <laughs> yeah, Vesna, the Vesna Trophy. I don't think Swayman's like 
gonna get that because you've got goaltenders like Vaskaleski and um and Shesterkin uh, from New York. Uh, I you know I I don't I don't know about that, but when you when you concern yourself with goals against average and and as a team goals against average, yeah, I could see uh, Swayman and Almack getting uh, some uh, Jennings accolades, but that's just me. I agree. I agree. And uh, next week, you know, Mark and I talked about it. We're going to do a preview for the defense as well as the offense. We're going to do that in, um, you know, an episode because we do believe training camp will start not next week, but the following week on that Monday. So um, that is something to look forward to. And uh, we'll finish up pretty much, you know, seeing how this roster is going to unfold. And then the real, then that's when we're really going to be starting up because we get to talk about how these players are doing in training camp, how they're doing in their preseason games. We get to do our season previews. We get to do all that stuff. So there's going to be a lot of fun stuff here, and I'm super excited. Absolutely. Um, And as we get closer to season seven of the Black and Gold Hockey podcast, um, we are still in season six. We're not ready to transfer yet. I do want to mention that we're bringing back the uh, jersey giveaways. We're not going to be doing any more of the weekly giveaways anymore because we have a lot of uh, listeners and fans and supporters that support us financially on our Patreon account, um, which you can donate $1 to patreon.com slash black and gold hockey podcast. Um, but there's a lot of uh, new Patreons that are outside the country and shipping logistics and so on weekly. I just don't have time for nor the money. Uh, you know, because I was giving away, we were giving away pucks uh, every week and, and stuff like that, hand-signed pucks from players. And, you know, a, a puck could cost $25, $30, but to ship it was an extra 40 bucks to, to England. And I, I, we just can't do that because we want to have enough money to keep rolling over and, and, and keeping our Patreon financial supporters happy. So we're going to keep the Jersey giveaways. We're going to do that every month starting in October. And then, um, yeah, and we'll put some, uh, some B and G merch in there, like a, a t-shirt or something like that to show our appreciation, but we're not going to be doing the weeklies anymore because I just don't have time nor the funds to do it. Um, but we certainly appreciate that. And, Obviously, we certainly appreciate more uh, Patreon supporters. We can do more things like these jersey giveaways and keep it going monthly. Uh, it was a little hiatus because I wanted to save some money and just do a, a big buy. So your money is not going um, to anything else but purchasing more hand-signed jerseys from Bruce Sullivan from Boston Sports and Music Marabilia. So it's a fun thing to do, and it really helps us uh, pay the bills here at the uh, Boston at the Black and Gold Production Sports Media Company. Tongue-tied there a little bit. It's Sunday. <laughs> it's beautiful out. And I'm ready to... Yep. You're ready for football, and I'm ready to watch a hockey game somewhere. <laughs> oh, I'm ready for some football, my man. <laughs> I know you're not, but I am. I know. All right. Well, that is uh, episode 296. We want to thank our show sponsors, betonline.ag. We want to thank uh, Athletic Greens. Please go to athleticgreens.com slash BNG and take a hold of your immune system and uh, and do what's right. Um, you know, your gut needs it. And also uh, Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia. Bruce Sullivan is always a fantastic guy to work with and so on. But that is episode 296. I'm your host, Mark Allred, and that is Kevin O'Keefe right there. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace the F out. Peace out.
Thanks again for tuning in and supporting this week's episode of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please give the show a five-star rating and write a review on listening platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. If you'd like to contact the show for advertising opportunities or to send us a question or topic idea we should be discussing, please send us an email to blackandgoldproductionsllc at gmail.com. Don't forget to share our program on your social media platforms with other hockey fans and follow our Twitter accounts at blackandgoldpod, at BNG Productions, at blackandgold277, and at Kevin underscore O'Keefe89. Also, please don't forget to check out our official blackandgoldhockey.com website where we cover the Bruins organization from the NHL level down to the prospects worldwide. Peace out. Peace out.